Some people live about 90 years. Some people live one year 90 times. Which one are you? This is Coaching for Leaders, Episode 77. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Good day to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I am your host, Dave Stahopiak. This is a weekly show that helps smart people improve their communication and leadership skills. And likely you're tuning in because you'd like to be more effective at what you're doing. Probably if you're tuning in, you're pretty effective at what you're doing now, but you would like to do better. And when I think about our purpose, the purpose we have in our own lives and the purpose that we have as leaders and our ability to influence others, I wonder for a lot of us, are we truly aligned with our purpose to maximize our potential? And that's what our company's about. That's what this show's about. And that's what this particular episode is about, is looking at how our purpose is aligned with not only what we're doing every day, but how we're using that purpose in order to better others and not just sleepwalk through life and sleepwalk through our work and our professional responsibilities and our ability to influence the lives and the careers of others. And when I thought about this topic this past week, I thought the person that is the right person to speak about with this is my friend Heather Backstrom. Heather has been a coach for many years and is someone who certainly knows this topic really well. I sat down with her earlier this week to talk about purpose. Here's my conversation with Heather. I am so excited to welcome my friend, Dr. Heather Backstrom, to the show today. Heather is an executive coach and does leadership consulting and coaching, and she has had a lot of experience in the aerospace industry, healthcare, automotive, nonprofit. You've done a whole bunch of stuff. I have, Dr. Stahovia. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting all formal on me now. Yes. Well, if you gave me props, I need to give you props back. Okay. Fantastic to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you here. We were just reminiscing because... Uh, Heather and I uh, did uh, some schoolwork together. Yes. Uh, we're like old college buddies. We are without the dorm, <laughs> right? <laughs> the parties, exactly. <laughs> Mostly, we just did papers late at yes, night we and, did. Uh, and sent e- lots of emails back yes. and forth. But uh, we are here today to talk about purpose, yes. and uh, you know, this is such an important topic for mm-hmm. leaders, Heather. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I, I we were just talking before. Mm-hmm our interview here mm-hmm. and how the purpose just comes into everything that yeah. we do. Absolutely. And so I thought it might make sense up front here just to have some conversation about, you know, what is purpose and why should we care in sure. a leadership context? Sure, sure. So purpose um, really is something that just envelops all parts of our lives. And when we're clear on our purpose, it really gives us what I call conscious um, context for how we live our lives. So what I mean by that is we are leading in a more conscious way. We're making choices that are more conscious. We're in relationships that give us meaning and value and fulfillment inside. So we're just living at a more conscious, aware level than um, when we don't take the time or energy to tap into, hmm, what is my purpose? And it's interesting, we we were talking about this, that you know it's a lot of 
how you're putting your energy mm-hmm. and your time and the choices you mm-hmm. make around that. Yes. And I think yeah. that for a lot of people, it is that they don't realize that maybe they are making choices around that. They kind of are, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of just going through the motions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. haven't really mm-hmm. done a lot of intentional thinking about this. Right. That's that's very, very common. And and pursuing one's purpose or discovering one's purpose, it is a journey. It's a process. It's not flip on the light switch and, ooh, all of a sudden I've got my purpose. Yeah. It is something that occurs throughout our lifetime. And uh, the more we invest in it, the more we uncover it, the more we understand it, and the clearer we become with it. So tell me about sleepwalking. Because I know you use this term. What do you mean by sleepwalking? So the converse of living a purposeful life is what I call sleepwalking through life. And that, you know, can also be leading others in in a sleepwalking manner. Mm. Um, And for me, sleepwalking is when we really become kind of just numb to how we live our lives. We're going through the motions. We are caught up in the doing of life. We're caught up in the responsibilities of life. Um, We have a mortgage. We have a family. We have debt. We have commitments. We have responsibilities. Um, And all those are true. um, And it's though when, when we get so caught up in them that we lose ourselves, that we don't pay attention to our values and our authenticity Mm. and we find ourselves in a job that's just good enough rather than a job that fulfills me and gives me meaning and purpose. Uh, so sleepwalking is that numb kind of everyday living that so many of us um, find, can find ourselves in and myself included in that. I can certainly relate to to feeling like I'm sleepwalking through life and through work. Uh, what's the time that that's been the case for you? Well, um, I was thinking about that as uh, as I was getting ready to to hear uh, be with you and have this conversation, Dave. And one example that came to me was a job that I had a couple of years ago or so, or a few years ago. And um, I was a human resources manager, and I was at work and I was doing my work and getting work done and fulfilling the responsibilities there. And I had built relationships and people knew me, I knew them, et cetera. But the work itself really didn't give me any meaning. So I would show mm. up every day and just kind of get through the day. And I presume there, some of your listeners may may relate to this story that I'm telling. Um, and just kind of get through the day and then go home and get up and do it again. Well, then at a certain point, I started teaching part-time for a local private university. And boy, when I started teaching and I got in that classroom, it just woke me up. Mm. Um, I just felt so energized um, to the point where after class, and class was from 6 to 10 at night, you know, um, I would go home at 10 o'clock at night and get into bed and try to go to sleep. But I was so energized by reliving the experience of class that night and being with my students and Mm. teaching and laughing and learning and creating connection and community and and helping to advance them both from an academic standpoint and from a personal standpoint. I, I just got such um, such love from the whole experience that so I was kind of living this converse life of going to this day job where there wasn't too much meaning associated with it or purpose. And I was teaching part-time where I just got so much purpose and so much fulfillment uh, from it. 
And I, I wish our audience could see your face <laughs> as you're describing this, because the first part of the story you told, it was, you know, your face was, you know, very um, kind of just very monotone. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you mm-hmm. told us the part about the teaching, yeah, your yeah. eyes lit up, yeah, you could yeah, see. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's great because mm-hmm. we all are like that, yes, um, yeah. that when we really get connected to something, yeah. we feel truly mm-hmm passionate about purposeful that mm-hmm. all of a sudden it lights us up and we lose right. track of time we lose track of absolutely the things you know you right. know it's just it's fun right it is it is fun and and we do lose track of time and and there's this um energy that is associated with losing that track of time when we're purposeful i think when we're sleepwalking there's still there still can be this sense of a loss of time, but it's a loss of time versus mm. you know time passing with energy. So let's uh, let's look at this from a standpoint of destination mm-hmm. versus journey, because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think one of the things that happens to a lot of us is that we get into this mindset, and I know I have over the years of okay, I need to get to this next yeah, level and yeah. this next the next opportunity, right. the next client, right. the next job, whatever it is. And um, I know you coach people a lot to mm-hmm. really step away from the focus on just the destination mm-hmm, and really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. think more about the journey. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about right, that? Right, right. And yes, absolutely. And the journey really is the experience because, sorry to tell y'all, there really is not a destination. <laughs> There's not an endpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's purpose as as life itself it's it's it is that journey it's like going west that's one of the analogies i use that you can go oh. west and keep going west and keep going west and keep going and you just go more and more and more and more west you never actually reach west um another analogy i use for for your for yourself and for listeners who are parents it's well once you have a child it's not like okay i'm a parent i'm done I've reached it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. For sure, it's not. You're a parent your entire life, and you're learning more and more about being a parent and lessons from it. Uh, um, that's funny you mentioned that because that that comes up for me every single day I of bet. really trying to be present with yeah, Luke yeah. and Bonnie in the moment uh-huh. and enjoying the moment. Right. And it's so easy right. to get caught up in the right. the dishes need to be done, right. the house needs to be clean. Yeah. I need to get this and this done for my professional responsibilities mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard for us to mm-hmm, do that. It's, right. it's hard for, at least for myself, to coach, kind of coach myself in the moment yeah. to really be present to the journey that we're right, on. Right, right. And to all the learning that you're receiving and all the experiences that you're getting along the way. Yeah. Um, and then we, if we take that same analogy and we apply it to a job, that when you get a job, maybe it's a promotion or maybe it's a, it's a lateral or a new job, well, once you've gotten the job, again, that's not the end. That's not the destination. That's part of the journey because now you have this job and now you're on the journey on of learning about that job and creating that job and working in that job and creating new relationships. And so it's it life is just a destination and let's make it fun and let's make it enjoyable and let's make it fulfilling. Yeah. Okay, good. So one of the things I think probably I'd want to coach our audience on is, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of, you know, are, are, is our, are we all leading a life of purpose or are we kind of sleepwalking and kind of yeah. just going through the motions? Yeah. And I know you have some things that you will walk through when you're coaching people mm-hmm. around this, around, mm-hmm. you know, um, some distinctions, you know, of how we're approaching the world. So mm-hmm. I just wonder if you could walk me through this, just kind of like how can we can get our hands around this? Like what would we do around um, just our conversation, our daily interactions mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. can figure out if we're sleepwalking or if we're really 
walking, leading with purpose. Right, right. Yeah. So um, the way we show up as a person is the way we lead. Um, So I think the first step. Wait, wait, say that again. The way we show up in life is also the same way we lead in life. That's that's pretty profound. (laughs) I mean that seriously because... that's something that comes mm. up for me again mm. and again mm. when I talk to people and coach mm. people mm-hmm. is how we are mm-hmm. and how we treat ourselves and lead ourselves yeah. makes a huge impact on how we treat others, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it does. Yeah. Um, so I think paying attention to how we show up. Um, so let's let's talk about that. As a leader, are we showing up from a standpoint of correcting and uh, uh, lecturing employees or mm. are we showing up from a standpoint of coaching and guiding employees? And I would argue uh, that the coaching and the guiding comes from a more purposeful place. It comes from a more internal, the true essence of who a person is and the lecturing and the um, correcting is more of, um, Oh, um, it it, 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 it it it's not so much of the essence of the of the leader it it comes from trying to make thing make sure things go okay at work and it comes from really I'll, I will say from a fear uh, often from a not always but often from a place of fear um, and trying to get things done right at work this makes me actually think of a, a situation that happened uh, to me within the last mm-hmm. couple of months is um, working one of the some of the work I do with Dale Carnegie mm-hmm. and leading one of our accounts is um, we had someone in our organization that uh, made a had a particular uh, situation with a customer and had done something that mm-hmm. um, I wasn't happy about. And, and mm-hmm. anyway, long story, mm-hmm. but the communication wasn't really clear on it. Um, and I did what I have told many people over the years not to do because I've learned a lesson hard way. Is that you know I got frustrated and sent off a you know an email oh, that yeah. was yeah. Um, not it, not inappropriate but but mm-hmm. rather more terse than I normally would sure. yeah. and um and it ended up responding to the person basically doing exactly what I said in the email literally versus artfully handling the situation yes, which is the right. way I had actually intended right. it to happen right but I couldn't right like I, I, they did exactly what I told them to do mm-hmm. right. and so it really but I, I reflect on that and I think about lecturing and correcting versus really coaching and guiding if I had stepped back in a mm-hmm. leadership capacity and really asked more questions first and gotten all the facts mm-hmm. and understood the mm-hmm. situation fully, I would have realized that actually it was my communication that wasn't clear. Oh, yeah. And that's Big what lesson. contributed to the situation. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, one yeah. that I've relearned many well, times. <laughs> um, and who of us have not learned that lesson like many, many, many times? <laughs> yeah, but I think I think about this kind of the lecture and correct and the coaches mm-hmm. and guiding around purpose, like you yeah. were saying, because I think it does really come from where we approach a situation. Am exactly. I trying to exactly. be right or am I trying to really yes. understand? Right, exactly, exactly. And it, And I certainly don't, suggest by any means that a leader should not lecture or correct. There are times when we need to do that, right? Sure. Um, it's how we do that. Do we do mm. it from that artful place, as you mentioned earlier? Um, do we do that place from um, from uh, from a place of respect and from a place of garnering more communication? Yeah. Um, so... I, I don't want the listeners or, or, or myself to convey that um, I'm anti-lecturing and correcting. It's the manner. It's the uh, choices of how we decide to um, to do that. So that's where purpose comes in yes, here. And I know yeah. that comes in around monitoring and checking versus mm-hmm. inquiring and supporting. So tell me about those distinctions too. So I think, I think it's similar. Um, 
we as leaders might monitor and check, or we might um, inspire and guide. Hmm. And I think those are uh, two sides of the same coin. And again, it's it's our our choice, our purposeful choice, or our sleepwalking choice as leaders to to guide and inspire, or to monitor and check. Hmm. So it's just a place of. I offer that up as a place for your listeners to pay attention to and to look inside of themselves. And one of the other distinctions we had talked about was either intimidating people Mm, or making them welcome. welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I can certainly think of stories in my lifetime where there have been leaders, managers in various places where I've worked who did come up from a place of intimidation. And when they did, um, you know, the employees would talk about them behind their back. And, oh, you know, no. manager so-and-so did this or manager so-and-so wants this or manager so-and-so wants to see me. So it really, you know, created that that intimidation created, I think, lack of trust, lack of respect, oh, yeah. decreased morale, affected teamwork. Um, so when we can, though, flip the switch, flip the coin and think about from a more deeper level, a more human, hum, humanistic level, how can I welcome employees into the conversation, into the mm. decision making, into even the performance appraisal? My goodness, we can we can actually have a welcoming conversation around something like a person's performance. Yeah, yeah. That 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 really makes me think, Heather. That I think that have, making that shift for a lot of leaders mm. is really helpful. And I know. One of the things that I will coach people on a lot of the time is that um, a lot of times people are very scared to have some of those genuine conversations mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, get some of that mm-hmm, genuine feedback. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was joking a minute ago when I said, no, like, you know, you, with <laughs> when you were like, oh, people were talking about them behind their backs because yeah. people are going to talk about oh, yeah. leaders all the time. Yes. The question is, is in what venue? Exactly. Is it going to be to the leader's face yes. and having a genuine, real conversation to actually yes. resolve the issue? Right. Or... Is it going to be behind their back? And unfortunately, right. a lot of times it does end up being behind the back because a lot of leaders haven't made that choice to make a welcoming invitation right. to have dialogue. Right, right, right. Exactly. And wouldn't you as a leader love for your marketing, your employees, your, you know, your marketing to be positive and have your employees out there talking about what a, a warm, welcoming, effective, um, communicative, open leader you are versus your employees going around and kind of marketing you as the intimidating, um, shut employees down, leave employees yeah. out leader. Yeah. So kind oh, of think about sure. it. How, how do you want your employees to be marketing you out there with other people? Another way of, of um, looking at that question. So speaking of how to look at this, I know one of the things that people are thinking is, okay, all right, I know I shouldn't be sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. It's part of the reason that mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of our community is listening to this mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So what can we do? Mm-hmm. What would be the first step if I'm feeling like I'm sleepwalking? Sure. What do I, uh, how do I get out of that? Sure. Yeah. Because um, sleepwalking uh, doesn't include fulfillment and meaning and happiness and joy. And that's what I think we all want out of life. So um Taking some steps toward that, I think, is really important. So one idea that I can offer up is I love that about a year ago or so, you had a podcast around values. And I would... I did. You did. And it was really, really great podcast with a lot of very, very helpful information. And I would absolutely 
encourage all your listeners out there to go back and find it in the archives and listen okay. to it. Great. And uh, I actually uh, was just pulling it up here as you were starting to say that it is episode 20. So okay. if folks want to go back and take a look, it's all on right. there. Episode 20. Episode 20. Dave yeah. Stahoviak values. <laughs> check it out or check it out again. Um, so our purpose and our values are absolutely intertwined with each other. And on that podcast, you had provided um, information around values and you had provided actually a list of values and, and gave an exercise uh, yeah. for your listeners to use to hone in on their values. So uh, what I would offer up is for your listeners to pick one value, whatever that value is. It doesn't matter if it's your you know, your highest or your medium. It, just pick a value that's important to you and then focus on that value for a week. Maybe start on Monday mm. and for a seven day period, focus in on that value. So let's give an example there. Let, let's say that your value, you have a value around um, health, health and wellness. And let's say you already live a fairly healthy life. You exercise mm -hmm. and you already eat pretty well. My suggestion to you is for that week, how can you deepen that value further and how can you expand it and live it in a different way than you have been doing? So maybe, for example, you invite a friend to go hiking and you normally would be on the treadmill by yourself at a gym. So that would be a way to experience that value in a different way. Or maybe you introduce a new food into your diet. You know, kale seems to be the big thing right now. I hear a lot about kale and how healthy it is. So maybe for the week you introduce kale into your diet. Oh, or okay. maybe you omit something from your diet that you have been eating. Maybe you attend a health expo. Maybe one evening instead of coming home and watching TV, you spend an hour stretching with oh, music. So pick a value and then for a week, just deepen that value, practice it more and more and more every day and practice it in new and fresh and different ways. And by doing that, I think then your values become even more um, entrenched in who you are. And then they surface and you use them even more naturally than you already do. Mm. And that affects how you interact with other people. That affects how you lead. That affects all parts of your life. So that would be one first step that I would suggest. Sounds like a great first step. And by the way, um, if you uh, go to episode 20, you'll find the document there. But I'm also going to put a link to that original values document in the show notes for this episode too. So oh, just go perfect. to coachingforleaders.com slash, uh, oh, what episode are we on now? <laughs> um, hang on. All right. I think we're on episode 77. Wow. I'm recording this differently wow. time than I do the uh, normal. Okay, 77. Yeah. yeah. So coachingforleaders.com okay. slash 77. Okay. You will find it uh, okay. there. Okay. So um, tell me about a time that you've seen this work really well with a client or a client situation or someone you know that has really tapped into um, their purpose or maybe the mm -hmm. purpose of someone they lead well and that's led to something good some, happening. Some outcome. Yeah. 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 Well, gosh. I'll have to, there's probably many, many examples of that. Um, I can, I have certainly coached clients who are in jobs that are not fulfilling to them. Um, there's one client that comes to mind and she, um, she was in a job that wasn't fulfilling to her and she was working for a manager who from, from her perspective was rather caustic. Um, and difficult to work with. Mm. And um, so this client and I um, began our coaching relationship and uh, we coached, we, we actually first went to values. That was the very first place we started. She knew she was miserable. 
Um, but she didn't, you know, she, and she knew the, the, she knew why she was miserable from more of a, uh, veneer standpoint, but we wanted to go deeper to understand, well, what was really affecting her internally that was making her so miserable. Mm, interesting. Um, so that's where we started with the values and then we started creating some structure around that where she could start to, um, to honor those values and respect those values and not allow those values to be stepped on, which we often, all of us often allow our values to be impinged upon or stepped on. Um, and so we worked through that. And now today, fast forward about eight months, she still works at the same company. Um, she's still in that manager that she worked for um, is still in the same vicinity. So she does, they, they do cross paths from time to time. Um, but she feels so much more purposeful and empowered within herself. Mm. Um, and she um, is happier and um, she just feels so much stronger than she did say, I guess, I guess about eight or eight or nine months ago. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I realize the importance of that, Heather, so yeah. much more than I used to. It mm-hmm. used to be early in my career it was all about, okay, what's the next position, mm-hmm, salary mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the blessings of aging is <laughs> I think a lot of us start to see the larger purpose and the journey yeah. versus the yeah. destination of, am I enjoying yeah. this? Am I yeah. happy? Am yeah. I fulfilled? Yeah. And that is so Huge. Right, right, right. And so many people don't have that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I'd love to share a quote with you from Mark Twain. It's one of my favorite quotes. Oh, I love Mark Twain. <laughs> I know. Uh, he, he says that um, the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. He was I, such a wise man. I, oh, so wise. So <laughs> I love wise. Those quotes. Yes. So before I ask you the last question, mm-hmm. what's a great way for people to get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? Oh, sure. They could contact me through my email, which is info at heatherbackstrom.com. So it's all one word H E A T H E R B A C K S T R O M info at heatherbackstrom.com. And I will have a link to it as well in the show notes. And um, so Heather, I I ask this question a lot of times to folks uh, at the end of the show. What's a time that you've had a breakthrough in your leadership or communication skills? And what did did you need to learn in order to have that breakthrough? Okay. Um, So, and I would love, if we have time, I'd love to offer up one more tip to your listeners oh, before sure, we end, sure. but, but I'll, I'll tell you the story because another idea popped in my mind that I'd love to offer up. Go for it. Um, so a breakthrough in my leadership or communication. I was working at a company um, where um, I hadn't been there for too long. I had been there for less than a year and I was in a staff meeting with my newer manager because I say newer because he and I were still getting to know each other and working mm-hmm. together. And I don't recall now exactly what I said in that staff meeting, but I said something that set him off and probably whatever I said was not very good, but I, I said something and he stopped the meeting and he said, that wasn't necessary. And for me, he said it was, I heard it with a certain tone in a certain way. Now, whether he, you know, heard it that way or not, I don't know, but that's how it landed over mm-hmm. on my side of the table. And it, I felt like I had been scolded. And so the meeting needed to proceed and and wrap up. So we proceeded. And 
the other members of the team left and then he and I were kind of behind. Um, and I knew that it was really important for he and I to stop and have a conversation about what had just happened in the mm. staff meeting. Uh, because I know for me, I was just swirling with all kinds of emotions. I was embarrassed. I was offended. I was bewildered. I was fearful. I felt like I wanted to cry and I didn't want to cry. Um, so all these tumultuous feelings were going on inside of me. And then I knew from his response that, you know, I had obviously done something that he was offended by or, or felt, you know, was inappropriate. So um, I asked, you know, can, can we talk about what happened? So right there in the conference room, we had a conversation around what had happened. And for me in that moment, because I had so many emotions swirling inside of me, it took every lesson I think I've ever learned in my whole life, <laughs> you know, to pull together, mm. to have a respectful a conversation with him. So I was pulling on things I'd learned from my coach training and from my doctorate degree and from, you know, this teacher and that wise person that I'd ever met and this experience I'd ever had. I was just pulling on anything and everything um, so that he and I could have a an open, respectful conversation so that we could both understand where each other was coming from and move past this place that had happened, you know, 10 minutes ago in, in, in the, in the, in the staff meeting. And fortunately it was a very good conversation that he and I had. We both understood each other's perspectives. We both apologized and we were able to move forward. Hmm. So it was a breakthrough for you. Yeah, it was. How so? It was. The, the breakthrough part of it was the courage ah. that, because it was that was scary to me. I mean, I hadn't been there that long, so again, we were still getting to know each other, and and then with all these feelings that were going on inside of me, it was scary because you know I didn't want to blurt out something else. I didn't want to start to break down. I, I wanted to have a a conversation. Yeah. But it was that it, it. I think the breakthrough was the courage to say. To take, not to say, but the courage inside of me to mm. decide it would be worthwhile and wise for he and I to take a moment and talk about this conflict. What a great breakthrough to have. <laughs> and that's yeah. actually something that I think both of you and I coach clients on a lot yeah. is not necessarily getting to the point of confidence. I think that's where mm -hmm. everyone feels like they need mm -hmm. to be, mm -hmm. but to get to the point of courage, of mm -hmm. having the fear, feeling it mm -hmm. a lot, but still being willing to take that step. Absolutely. That's great that you did. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of steps, what's your final tip? Oh, so my final tip. So we've all heard of uh, TGIF, right? Everybody yeah. loves Friday. Yeah. Well, what about poor little Monday? TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. So, <laughs> so we have, I, I looked on the calendar and b between the air date of, of this program and the end of this year, we have, I think, roughly somewhere in the neighborhood of 42, 43 Mondays uh, mm. left this year. So rather than um, poor little Monday always being the day we dread, make Monday marvelous. Do something that you love. Infuse something into your work or your life or your relationships that give you fulfillment and give you meaning. So make Monday a marvelous day. Heather Backstrom <laughs> is an executive coach, a old college buddy, and one yes. cool cat. <laughs> Thanks Thank for being did. here, Heather. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. 
Yeah, that episode number I couldn't find when Heather and I were talking is episode number 77. So if you'd like to get the notes for this episode and get Heather's contact information, just go to coachingforleaders.com slash 77, and that will take you right to that page. You can also always leave me feedback directly on our listener hotline. That number is 949-38-LEARN or you can reach me at feedback at coachingforleaders.com. But the best way is to go to the website, coachingforleaders.com slash 77. That will get you there. And the great thing is you can also add in comments on the bottom of the show notes there. And a lot of folks have been adding in comments the last few weeks. So thanks so much for uh, jumping in and joining the conversation. Those of you who have done that, uh, I'd love to hear your input as well. Hear what you're thinking, what you're applying, how you're bring it into your life. And speaking of that, one of the resources that Heather and I mentioned on this episode was that values exercise, that one-page values exercise that I first had put out about a year ago. And the link for that is certainly in the show notes, but you can get there directly. You can download the PDF uh, from our server directly. Just go to coachingforleaders.com slash values. And if you do that, you'll get the PDF. It'll take you through the exercise, and if that's helpful to you in any way, I'd love to hear about it, how you used it, what you did with it. Drop me a line anytime. Hey, another way to connect with me is on Twitter. I'm talking with more and more of our community members on Twitter. You can reach me there at Dave Stahoviak. Uh, I wouldn't try to spell that, though, so the better way to find me is just go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash Twitter. That'll take you right there to my profile, and uh, feel free to Follow me there, and I'd uh, love to keep you up to date with things that I'm talking about and conversations I'm having online. Hey, a special thank you to Gabriella Weber, John Lee Dumas, and Leo Nichols this week for either following uh, me on Google Plus or liking our Facebook page. If you are on either of those networks, you can go to coachingforleaders.com slash plus or coachingforleaders.com slash Facebook. That'll get you there. Hey, if you'd like a midweek booster shot from me, an article that will give you some tips, ideas, tools that will give you kind of that midweek booster shot, just subscribe at coachingforleaders.com forward slash subscribe. That will get you that article every single week. And I look forward to talking with you over email. Hey, if there's anything else I can do to be helpful to you, if you'd like to see an episode or an article on a particular topic, or hey, maybe you just have a question, drop me a line. I'd love to talk with you. Hope you're having a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care.